tonight on episode 2. Nick and Aaron no longer sound underwater. Aaron divulges the secrets lurking in the basement of West Hall at our very own Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. And yes, there are many different perspectives. Finally, we explain why RPI should offer a graduate level ghost course and why students truly are the most persecuted social class. It's Wednesday at 9 p.m. All right, guys. So I have an interesting story for you today, one that kind of hits close to home for us. So for those of you who don't know who are listening, three of us all went to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, a.k.a. RPI, together, and there's a building on campus known as West Hall. So I don't know, have either of you guys actually had a class in West Hall? We all had, the three of us had gen psych there, remember? Oh, true. I forgot about that. If I remember correctly, I carried both of you guys through gen psych, um, yep. cheating off of me during tests, during, uh, during lectures. You guys wouldn't show up. All it right. It's pretty bad. So you guys kind yeah. of understand actual building itself of West Hall is fairly spooky. And I think each of us, when we joined RPI after, you know, some time, we were told about the spooky happenings of West Hall. Uh, and for those of you yeah. that don't know, uh, we were told that it's a rather creepy old Civil War hospital mm-hmm. that was t- turned into a an academic building. It was like two buildings amalgamated together is kind of what it looks like now. Yeah. So basically, in about 1869, the original building for West Hall was Troy Hospital. Um, and it was a second site for the Sisters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul. Uh, and the, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it was basically intended to treat the, quote, poor and indignant of the city, uh, the industrial <laughs> workers, <laughs> and Irish Catholic immigrants. So basically it was a, like a low-income hospital. Yeah, we put the Catholics with the indignants. Awesome. Yeah, what is indignant? Is that was that like a that code for like insane or like mentally ill? Um, like... yeah. So th- basically, I'll get into that a little bit later. But um, there was some belief that it was the an insane asylum portion of the mm. hospital. Oh. But we'll get into oh, the gotcha. specifics about that later. Genuinely, I I did not know that that there was an insane asylum part of the hospital. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> what? what I'll mention that, but that may or may not be true. Oh, so, all right. Um, Fair enough. But pretty much the the time period, 1869, Civil War Hospital, that's a pretty important part. And obviously the clientele being the poor and, and indignant of the city. <laughs> um, that's a good frame of reference. So keep that in mind when you guys are listening to the story. Okay. Um, and so a little bit more history. So since... Since Troy Hospital, um, it was open for several decades, and then it became a Catholic high school in 1923, Oh, and then later was acquired by RPI in 1953, and it got the name West Hall because it was literally the most Western hall on campus. Um, I think Very each creative. of us... Yeah, I know. I think each of us dreaded walking there from time to time. Oh my god, it was like a 15 minute walk from Freshman Hill. So West Hall, you know, was mostly used 
uh, at first for School of Humanities and Social Sciences. Uh, so that's pretty much the history framing this thing. Um, and so now I'd like to get into the legend of Nurse Betsy. So uh, like I had mentioned, it's a creepy Civil War hospital. Uh, there's some spooky happenings, and I'm sure you guys have heard varying accounts of what's actually going on. So uh, what have you guys heard about West Hall and or Nurse Betsy? I heard next to nothing. Like, I, I think I've stumbled across it once in the book in Birds and Nobles, and it said, Nurse Betsy, and that's it. Yeah. So I really know nothing. I've, I, was that like a film thing? Like a student film showcase? And they did like a Nurse Betsy thing, but I had no idea like anything about it, and I still kind of don't. Yeah, so, you know, varying accounts, and, you know, it seems that over time... The story's been a bit lost, and especially after COVID, I could almost guarantee you ask a freshman on campus and they won't know of Nurse Betsy or why West Hall is all that creepy. That's sad. I know. Um, So for anyone listening, let's keep the story going. Um, So basically, the story was first publicized in 1985, uh, although it was probably told many times before. Uh, and the Grand Marshal, which is RPI's like lead, like student leader, um, uh, Eric Lombiaso <laughs> was the Grand Marshal at the time, and he posted a story, I believe, in like the Times. Uh, I don't think it was in the Polytechnic, um, but basically, he told the story of Nurse Betsy, and that's when the f- story was first like documented and introduced. And from there, you know. As stories get told, things get changed, things get lost, added. So, um, looking through all the different stories that I had seen and different accounts, here are the few consistencies with Nurse Betsy's story. So, Nurse Betsy was a nurse at Troy Hospital, so this was around Civil War time, and she was working at the psychiatric ward of the hospital, mm. um, which was in the basement. Mm. Uh, and supposedly, the story says that she died in a fire in the basement where the psychiatric ward is located. Oh, we've been down in the basement, Yikes. haven't we? Yes. And there's like a, um, that's something the spookiest oh, part, yeah, right? There's like a like, whole like section that like the doors are always blocked off. Yeah, I think those are probably utilities and stuff. Um, Still. But I'm not exactly sh- certain. But... Uh, Legend has it the psychiatric ward was in the basement and that there was a fire one day and her, along with many of the patients at the time, had uh, perished in the fire. The general consistency is that her spirit and probably a lot of the patients that she treated that had unfortunately passed away, their spirits probably are still present in West Hall to this day. Now we'll get into the inconsistencies. So generally there's two main theories with Nurse Betsy. Um, So basically one theory is that, and I think this is the less popular and I personally don't think that this is true, Um, but the theory is that Nurse Betsy was a malevolent nurse that abused and tortured her psychiatric ward patients oh, oh and okay occasionally during the night when you know 
they were getting on her nerves, making a lot of noise or whatever. She did away with them. And so her spirit and probably the spirit of many of those who unjustly died uh, haunt West Hall to this day. I'm trying to think if that Um, lines up with that student film I watched, but I, because I feel like in that one, she was like malevolent or like very, (laughs) you know, cruel, but I, I don't, I just don't remember. This was like a year ago. But that sound that yeah, all that, that so, sounds like vaguely familiar. Yeah, so that's one of the main theories, and I believe uh, the GM Eric Lombiaso, when he first published the story, this was his theory of, mm-hmm. oh, she tortured patients, and now the spirits and pain and suffering are contained and absorbed in the hall. The wow, the walls of West Hall. Say that three times fast. Um, so Go ahead, say it three times fast. The walls of West Hall. The walls I don't even of West know if Hall, I can say it one time fast. <laughs> Easy. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the theories. Uh, I personally don't think this is true. I generally, well, I generally like to give people the benefit of the doubt when they die and, you know, believe that they are generally good. Um, but, but why? Why would that be the case? I, I'm not sure, but some of the evidence that I'm a, I will present in a little bit um, may help with that, may support the other theory, but I don't know. I just have a feeling that... Aaron just doesn't want to be haunted. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to be haunted, and um, quite frankly, I don't know what Nurse Betsy's capable of. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, a, you know, a drive away. We can always go. True, we can always go. Uh, we'll probably have to key card in pretty early and then just wait and hope Camp that out in the we bathroom. hear something. Yeah. Record EVPs in oh, West God, Hall's don't basement. Don't get me started with yeah. EVPs. You guys are bringing up a lot of foreshadowing here because I got a oh, lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah, I got a okay. lot of stuff with the bathrooms okay. and EVPs and various, oh, other, various other things. Um, But before we get to that, the other theory is that Nurse Betsy was a very caring nurse, you know, as most nurses are. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, your sister's a nurse. She's, True. I'm sure, very caring. I would to her patients. <laughs> yeah, to her patients. No, so no, I love my most likely, Nurse Betsy was a very caring nurse to her patients at the hospital. Uh, and legend has it she soothed patients with her musical talent on the piano. Which I'm not quite sure if the piano's still there today, but. Uh, for mm. a very long time, there was the original piano that was there, uh, and she used That's the cool. piano to calm the pain of her patients. So, are you saying, like, separately from that, there is a piano that was reported to have been a really old piano that was just there for a long, long time? Yes. And, like, it said that, like, there's the story about that piano, and then separately there's the story that Nurse Betsy use that piano or is it like the piano comes from the nurse betsy story well the piano was there like i'll get into a story that deals with the piano but Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure if it's still there right now like this was probably a couple decades ago that it it was still there but you know for for a long time that you know this 1870 something to you know 2000 that's pretty long oh wow so um 
And another part to that theory is that during the fire, she was working to try and rescue the patients from the fire. Mm. Um, but you know, was unsuccessful and many of her patients, including her, uh, perished and the spirits still linger to this day. So wow. very different. Yeah. So there's, it, it's very differing stories and, you know, the evidence is very conflicting too, of which might may or may not be the case. And, you know, it could be a mix of both like nurse Betsy could be a very nice spirit. And then some of her patients being insane you know, are causing some of the more uh, erratic and borderline violent behavior. Um, I could buy that. But I'll I'll leave that up to you guys and to the listeners. Um, But here's various bits of evidence, like general story evidence of Nurse Betsy and or the patients of West Hall. So people have reported hearing footsteps walking the hall supposedly from Nurse Betsy checking on her patients. Uh, there's been screaming of pain heard. Oh, like oh my God. Crying. Oh. Yeah. So I don't really know who all of these sources are, but I've heard through various articles and such that, you know, th- this all kind of adds up. Um, there have been doors flying shut, loud thumping noises, you know, classic ghost signs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been faint sounds of a piano playing at times. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and new technology of printers that are in West Hall, they have been known to operate on their own at times. I don't think they've printed anything like yeah, in ask. text. <laughs> <laughs> but, Hello. Yeah, that would be a little bit more concrete evidence. Um, unfortunately, I don't know of any of that. If I um, saw that, but, I would be terrified. Yeah. I wonder if there are stories of that, right? Like printers being haunted and like printing out messages. I swear I've heard well, something like that. Well, there is the problem here on campus, at least, that like, as long as I have like installed the drivers for a printer, I could just print to it from wherever, could I not? Right. So That's true. If it um, works, which is like 2% yeah. of the time. Yeah. And a lot of this evidence is from the early 2000s. Um, oh, I don't know that there's been mm. too many more investigations since, but um, yeah. yeah, early 2000s may not be too much of a thing of, oh, let's print from the next door over. Yeah, you know? probably like, not as much as yeah. t- 2018 to 2022. Yeah. Um, and another interesting thing is uh, flushing of toilets on their own. Mm. Um, now, you guys might think, okay. And, you know, one of the articles mentioned that, okay, yeah, this isn't unusual for toilets to go off on their own, especially if they're connected to, you know, like the city line or whatever. Mm. Wait, really? Yeah. Like, you know, occasionally if I guess like I'm not a sewer expert, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll I'll like, we took that class in sewer no, that's studies. Civil no, I am. I am going to be working for a company that does a lot of sewer stuff, but uh, unfortunately, uh, you have to report yeah. back then. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll well, have I've to never follow heard that. Um, I know that toilets could flush on their own. Yeah, so like I think from what I read, uh, basically like if they flush the like the sewer line itself, it'll cause the toilets to flush. So this isn't an unusual mm. thing. However, what's unusual is that it occurred at precisely three a.m. Uh, oh, so oh, that's the time. Yeah, I know. 
It's not quite <laughs> Wednesday at 9 p.m., um, but 3 a.m. Well, is a very close. significant paranormal time of day. That's true. Um, do you guys know why that is? Something old. You know, I, I, you always hear that it's the witching hour, so I'm going to yep. guess that it's some connection with some old stories about witches. Is that like when they're most powerful or something? Yeah, so basically... Various different cultures, you know, have a, they call it the witching hour, dead time, anti-hour. They all have different names for it, but pretty much it's when the paranormal is at its strongest. Um, Interesting. And there's actually a movie, I don't know if either of you have seen it, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh, I haven't seen it. I know the story, but I've never seen the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie either, but uh, supposedly in the movie, there's an interesting explanation as to why this time 3 a.m is significant um and it's actually quite the interesting time being around easter and all that um so supposedly <gasps> jesus oh, okay. was said to have died at 3 p.m so can we can we mention that we're recording this what two days before good friday yeah uh we can but then it kind of ruins the illusion of when we're releasing cut it. that out cut that out hey we're <laughs> no no we're recording this wednesday at 9 p.m yeah. we're staying true. true to our name of course it is two days before good mm -hmm. friday all right so yeah so you know it was very interesting um palm sunday this really resonated with me um but 3 p.m jesus was said to have died uh so the exact opposite of that time would be 3 a.m mm -hmm. So that's why it gets its name, the anti-hour. So oh, like the yeah. opposite of, you know, everything holy would be unholy or paranormal, supernatural, what have you. That's I've also heard. I never knew that. Uh, I don't, I don't know how common it is for like the 3 a.m. thing, but like in occult things a lot, there's that, you know, rule of threes idea. So it's like, oh, 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. rule of threes. You know, especially, you know, people say, like, oh, 3.33 is important, too. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the evidence that we've seen. Uh, but I'll get into more specifics in a bit. But one thing I want to talk about before I start getting into the legend and getting people hooked is some inconsistencies of what might not add up. Um, oh. I know that. You know, last time we talked about a spooky story, you know, we had inconsistencies in it. You know, it, it kind of sucks fault. to... Never trust them. True. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of sucks to tell the whole story and be like, uh, well, it might not be true. Uh, so I'd like to give this to you guys before I get too far into depth uh, so that you can... Fair enough. ...think about it and, you know, use your own judgment going forward. So uh, one inconsistency is I told you guys this was a Civil War hospital. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, none of us have paid attention in history class back in high school. <laughs> uh, the Civil War ended in 1865, and the hospital was not finished and opened until 1869. Mm -hmm. So it would, it would be pretty hard for Nurse Betsy to have been a Civil War nurse um, if the Civil War was already over. True. Hmm. <laughs> And how certain is that building date? Like that's it's it's pretty certain. Gotcha. Uh, there's 
there's pretty good evidence that it, the cornerstone yeah. was laid in like 1868 or seven. I don't remember gotcha. the exact date, but gotcha. it's pretty clear. Uh, so what what I'd like to think happened is someone estimated along the way of telling the tale of Nurse Betsy and said, "Oh, it was a Civil War hospital," and you know, like it's about yeah, the time it was close of the enough Civil to it. Yeah. So yeah, it could just sense. be that you know that's the general frame of reference. Um, so yeah, not a civil war hospital. Uh, another big, uh, fault in the story is that there was, there's no records of any nurses by the name of Betsy in that time frame. Oh, we got the parallels with Frank's story from last week. Yeah. So, and there are, so there are records of nurses. Yeah. So, uh, the 1900 census data shows that, uh, there's a lot of like Marys and Annas at this hospital. Uh, there's no Betsy. The closest we have is uh, Bessie McMahon. I don't know if there's any relation to Vince McMahon, but um, <laughs> but uh, Bessie McMahon was a 24 year old woman, and she worked and lived at the hospital. Uh, but she was said to do housework. So she wasn't really a nurse. She was just like, you know, someone doing housework there. So Nurse Betsy may huh. not be Betsy. She may be Bessie. She may be someone completely different and we got the name wrong. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she's just not on the census data. Or maybe Is this but So you mentioned that's a nineteen hundred yeah. census? Yeah. So that was data as of nineteen hundred that wasn't necessarily that wasn't necessarily when the legend of Nurse Betsy occurred. Like, this Nurse Betsy could have maybe been a thing or, like, you know, been a person uh, prior to 1900 and perhaps maybe the fire that took her out was prior to 1900. But um, as far as people have researched, which, you know, this is a very local story, so there's not been extensive research, but... yeah. Um, there's been no evidence of a nurse Betsy. Gotcha. So, Interesting. Um, you know, you can choose to suspend your disbelief of, oh, there probably was, but she's just not on the census, or, oh, the census was too late, too early, whatever you choose to believe, or you can choose to believe it's wrong. Um, another piece of evidence that doesn't quite add up is that the hospital probably never had a psychiatric ward. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, so this story is falling apart pretty quickly, but uh, (laughs) in a little bit I'll get into the evidence of the fact that this place probably is haunted, but maybe Nurse Betsy's not the one doing it. Okay. Um, So there's the census records, again, list maybe, like throughout the years, maybe two or three insane patients at the hospital at any given time. So... It wouldn't really make much sense to have a whole psychiatric wing dedicated. Like now they could, uh, but it seems like it would be a very big undertaking to have a whole like basement mm-hmm. dedicated to two or three people. Interesting. Do you know if that was common at the time? Like, was it not common to have psychiatric wards until later on? Do you know? Um. So I think it was later on that that became a thing. So pretty much from what I've gathered is places either specialized in um, 
the psychiatric or they specialized in being a hospital. They didn't generally do both. Um, gotcha. So, uh, and to continue off of that, uh, there was a a place nearby in Troy. I think it was by Post and Kill. Um, I don't exactly know where that is, but um, it's again nearby enough. Uh, and it was known as the Marshall Infirmary. Uh, and it was dedicated for the insane. Uh, so it makes you wonder why wouldn't people just go there? You know. Yeah, Post and Kill's not very far. <clears throat> oh, it's. Yeah, it's very close. It's right to the east. Yeah, so, you know, even even back then, it's not unheard of to just, you know, go that little extra distance. So, it makes you wonder, was this really a thing? Now, it it very well could have been. Like, you know, two or three patients, especially if they're a bit on the violent side, you know, maybe a whole basement is necessary. Um, And... You know, maybe the overflow from the Marshall Infirmary led people to have to go there, or whatever may be the case. Um, and for a little bit of context for you guys, uh, the typical illnesses uh, that was, you know, treated at the Troy Hospital were very typical of the time, such as consumption, also known as tuberculosis, uh, smallpox, measles, even horse and buggy or rail car accidents. Oh, the, <laughs> yep. you say like a horse and buggy disease or something. No, <laughs> no horse and buggy accidents. So they you get in an accident with a horse and buggy, and they'd put you next to the person with smallpox. <laughs> yeah, um, and there are records nice. of people having died of tuberculosis and smallpox, which you know, very terrible diseases, especially pre-vaccinations and stuff very very bad and very lethal um so you know it's possible that these deaths have attributed to some of the spirits Mm -hmm. that have been doing some shenanigans at west hall but uh yeah there's no no solid evidence to prove or disprove that there is is or was a psychiatric ward at troy hospital so so yeah, those are the inconsistencies. So I'm just going to pause before I get into, you know, the actual behavior and evidence of Nurse Betsy. And I just want to get your guys' opinion. Do you think, you know, Nurse Betsy was there? Or do you think all this evidence against it isn't really adding up? I love the idea of it, right? It's like a classic campus ghost story, right? It, right. It's like an accessible name, Betsy, a nurse, you know, a an old enough time period where it's like far it's old enough that it's you can you can like imagine it and it's not too recent where you would be skeptical about it right and you know west hall you know thanks to the history you shared if it still feels like it's just a separate forgotten corner of rpi right they literally shove you know all the non-stem stuff into that one building it's isolated. It, it, as Nick said, it's just two ugly buildings <laughs> smushed into each other. <laughs> it just feels off. It just feels wrong. It feels off. So, like, I have no doubt that whether or not, especially if it's a hospital, I mean, think about the stuff that those walls have seen, right? Mm-hmm. The deaths and diseases from 
you know, lack of specialized care, plus, not to mention all the all the grief and suffering of students over the years, right? <laughs> True. Yeah, I don't and know I if that quite manifested itself. But. No, we we suffer. The mo- <laughs> we are the most persecuted <laughs> oh my people. God. Yep, smallpox and tuberculosis <laughs> be damned. There's also general psychology. Yeah, gen you know. psych really did a number so. on you. So yeah, I think there's definitely there would be. It's got the right mix. Do I think there's a nurse Betsy? I would probably lean towards there is not a nurse Betsy, unless of course the idea of a nurse nurse Betsy, and us telling the story and people believing the story. Results in a nurse Betsy ghost. All right, now I kind of like I, what we might yeah, talk about. I know I mentioned time, Topas last time. I don't think you, every Nick. ghost story yeah. is a tulpa <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to make that clear. You know, um, but I, I don't think, I, I don't think Nurse Betsy is probably like a was a real person. I mean, at least here in Troy, of course, there could be real ones, but um, <laughs> this guy, hey, don't want to say no one exists. Um. There's never been ever. a nurse Betsy. Nobody by the name of Betsy <laughs> has ever been a nurse. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's that. It's also we talked about it uh, last week. Even if it isn't the person in the story, there are still experiences that people are having. Things are still weird. So, yeah, even though it's not Nurse Betsy it, in particular, it's something. That is causing these, uh, you know, weird occurrences to happen to people. So, yeah. Now, going forward, I'm going to suspend disbelief and, you know, assume that perhaps there was a Nurse Betsy. And I'm going to try and sway your guys' opinion uh, back towards, okay, maybe there is a Nurse Betsy. And maybe the facts and because, you know... Maybe the story just got it wrong or like telling it over time, some information was lost or changed to the point where, okay, things don't add up, Mm -hmm. but you know, perhaps there was a nurse, Betsy, or a nurse that is behind all of these paranormal activity. So Hmm. uh, with that being said, I'm going to get into the specific evidence we have of nurse Betsy. So um, a lot of the evidence takes place after West Hall was renovated in 1991. And that was the first renovation, I believe, of West Hall. Uh, And the, the, you know, I'm sure the story was, you know, was occurring much before that. Like I said, 1985 was the first publicized. So, you know, Nurse Betsy was out and about before the renovation, but. Uh, a lot more stories came after the building was renovated. Um, so let's get into some evidence. Um, there were, you know, after the story was told, it gets students' interest. Uh, and there were a couple students that took EVP readings, hoping to hear Nurse Betsy. And they waited for, you know, a couple hours. And they got nothing. Uh, so they left with you know they're disappointed not having any evidence uh and then when they got back they listened to the playback of their evp readings and they heard a three second whining noise now like a person whining? yes like somebody whether it was Can you 
Are you going to ask me to reenact can, this can you, wine? Yeah, I'm having trouble like imagining it. Can you can you reenact it? Um, well, let me swoop in here and save Aaron. Are any of these like old EVPs like publicly available anywhere? Like or are they kind of um, this, this is the account that the people said and they didn't that's that. This is you know, a lot of this stuff is like stories of like you know there's not specific evidence like i didn't see any specific evps Mm -hmm. maybe it was just you know the internet was pretty new in the 90s or whatever uh maybe it was just that you know they weren't quite sure if it was real or what have you but i had not seen any publicly available evp readings all right um but yeah so a couple students you know hear some weird noises um and then in 1997 you know we're we're stepping up cuz you know students will make up anything <laughs> to keep the story going keep the legend yeah. like oh i'm about to graduate uh let's add a new thing to it um but uh there were a couple custodians working on campus uh in west hall uh and there were several instances with these custodians in particular um, but the first of which was that they heard glass breaking in the middle of the night mm. and obviously, you know, middle of the night, nobody's there. So they were just cleaning, um, and they hear glass breaking. Uh, so they take a break from what they're doing and they look all around West Hall. They cannot find a single source of like, oh, the window got cracked or, oh, this fell over. They could not find. They could never find the source of this That's glass weird. breaking sound. Yeah. Um, and apparently Nurse Betsy or whoever is haunting West Hall uh likes these custodians, um or, or likes to mess with them rather, because these custodians also claimed on other instances to have smelled cookies, like fresh baked cookies. Interesting. Um which Kind of leans towards like the oh nurse Betsy was a very yeah. nice nurse yeah. she took care of the patients kind of thing. Um, they also smelled very unfamiliar chemicals. Um, not really. There's no mm. real elaboration on that. Um, but as a custodian, you probably know what chemicals you're working with and what Hopefully. they smell like. Uh, so to to smell something that you're not familiar with, pretty pretty weird. Uh, and there was one one of the few custodians that had heard something was um you know about to open a door to clean out a room or something and heard a moaning noise from the other side of the door uh and needless to say this custodian did not stick around to find (laughs) out but uh he ran out he or she uh does not say um ran out in a hurry so uh yeah a lot of messing around with the custodians that, that last story of course reminds me of the wonderful video game phasmophobia where you're ghost hunters i think oh, yeah. west hall yeah would be a great phasmophobia map to play in right true Th- i mean be, a lot yeah. of levels i think we haven't played in a while yeah, i think yeah. it, we should hop on that but and i think west hall is four floors as well so there's a like those custodians you know there's a lot of ground to cover and if you're like hearing things and like looking around and running around you know you'd also hear like people leave the building 
Yeah, I would not want to be a custodian yeah. in a well, in general. In a spooky especially in like a yeah, hospital at night. Honestly, in any old yeah. building, but like especially an old hospital with you know that history. Quick aside, that rem- like hearing like the you know saying there were all the thuds and everything, and the custodians are like hearing all these noises. That remind me of a time when we were in uh, the JEC. By we, I mean me and uh, our friend Colton, and it was very mm-hmm. late in the night, but like early morning, like two a.m., three a.m. kind of time. And we were on like the seventh floor or something. And we heard like I th- it was probably a custodian. This was freshman year, but so but we'll never know. And I just remember like hearing like people walk like there was someone was walking around on one of the floors where we were, and we're like, okay, let's get the <laughs> hell out of here because it's like who like I even at like three in the morning like why would a custodian be there? So we're like, okay, we're getting out of here. That's okay. Yeah, <sighs> can I interrupt you even more? Sure. Go ahead. All this talk about like West Hall and the fact that it's housed, it, it's been a hospital, then it's been schools for the rest of its life, right? Mm-hmm. There's this idea of places that are kind of uh, ro- roadways that people always come and go from. A lot of haunted places tend to be mm-hmm. hotels, schools, inns, those sorts of things where that have seen so many like so so much foot traffic so i wonder what is it about places that seem to have that activity why is it that the coming and going of people seems to like leave footprints not actual footprints being you know, like the footprints of of people who have passed through there that's a good point i'd like to posit a theory um that you know you've got people coming and going a lot for a reason um now with school it's kind of like different because obviously if you graduate you graduate but um with hotels and you know hospitals and things like that people are coming and going and may not have the best of times at these locations or maybe they come here because they're in a bad time and then they leave refreshed and happy um so maybe it's just this strong sense of emotion that gets Mm. tied into the physical building itself yeah and there's just more emotion in a place where people come and go than you know, say a random family house where it's relatively very few people over the years. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So kind of, you know, spinning off of that big emotion there, we had a few psychics visit RPI, specifically West Hall, oh. to do a paranormal investigation. Mm. Uh, in 1999, prior to probably most of our births, um, <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren visited west hall the goats so um i personally prior to this story was not aware of who ed and lorraine warren were but um i'm sure that nick or frank you guys could uh elaborate for those listening and for myself to get a you know a better idea sure yeah they were a they were a famous paranormal researching couple uh they're involved in a lot of the famous cases of the 20th century. Pretty controversial in terms of like, they, could, they kind of claimed that they were operating under the approval of the Catholic Church, and that wasn't really true. Um, there's lots of, lots of the movies that have been made, like the paranormal movies, feature them or characters that are based on them. 
and uh, the stories that they researched. So those are really two really big names in the paranormal world. I mean, even today, you know, Nick, Nick's watching that. What, what is that show called, Nick? That the haunted show? Oh, yeah. It was called 28 Days Haunted. I think it was like their son, like Ed and Lorraine Warren's son-in-law, yeah, I think. the son-in-law. Like barely connected. And they still name drop him, this right? Theory they, yeah, it was... It was yeah. they were trying. He was trying to like carry on this theory they had about like going and uh, investigating a haunted location, and you had to do it like basically for twenty eight days, more or less. It, there's it's a show on Netflix if uh, you're interested in watching it. So yeah, it's like they're 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 big names. Even just name dropping them was like a kind of a big deal. So it's very interesting that of all the places that they researched and went to, that our little campus was one of them. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, they in 1999 they did do a paranormal investigation. Um, there, I didn't get many details about it, but essentially, from what I've heard, is that um, they sensed a strong presence in West Hall. Now, <laughs> the you know veracity of that can be that debated, was me. but um, yeah, it was it was Frank was in West Hall. But um, an interesting note is they didn't use technology; they just sensed energy. And the energy around them kind of, you know, made them feel like there is something or multiple things here that are at work. Um, I'm trying to look in this new book I got at uh, Barnes and Nobles. Um, but they had mentioned uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren here because they had a really interesting quote. Uh, Lorraine, who is a psychic intuitive. Mm. Uh, immediately sensed the pain and suffering from its days as a hospital and at one point felt weak in the knees and at another point felt a light tap from something unseen. Interesting. So yeah, both of them have admitted that they feel that West Hall is probably haunted. They didn't say, oh, it's Nurse Betsy or oh, it's this, that, or the other, but they did feel something So, there. Aaron, in your research, did you come across any stories of people seeing apparitions like partial full anything any physical things please don't say orbs i well i'll say orbs and i'll say (laughs) physical but um i did actually run into um there's another podcast that mentioned an interview they did with somebody that worked on campus um that had seen an apparition and We'll get to that story in a little Great. bit, but yeah, there there has been more physical evidence um, and more technological evidence of the ghosts rather than, oh, I feel something here because that's a little hand yeah. wavy. But some of the other things, you know, are a bit bit harder to disprove. Um, So, yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren were there, but so was one of her, well, one of their relatives. Um, so another investigation was done. I'm not quite sure on the date, but I think it was early two thousands, uh, by Christopher Moon and John Zaffis or Zafis. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, but, uh, Christopher Moon was the president of the haunted times magazine at the time, Hmm. uh, and hosted a documentary called chasing the shadows among other, you know, bibliography, uh, notes. Um, so, a paranormal yeah. person. Uh, and then John Zaffis was the nephew of Ed Lorraine Warren. Wow, it's a whole family uh, ordeal. So I guess it's a 
I know it's a real interesting family ordeal. Um, and so the two of them cooperated with RPI and, you know, got approval to go do an investigation. And they even took on some students, some public safety, pub safe <laughs> uh, really? people, uh, and some art department members on this investigation. Of course. You know, because it's one thing to say, oh, we looked and we got all this evidence, but it's another to bring people along. Good thing with the pub you. safe officers were there. Yeah, but yep. everyone felt really safe. They, they sure did help they were out a lot. Beating the ghosts sure. with, uh, with their baton or something. <laughs> they, they don't have anything. No, they would have given them a parking <laughs> ticket. In the, a, yeah, parking legally. In the West Hall basement. Yeah. In the basement. So um, they did this investigation, and as soon as they entered the basement, their EMF detectors began showing abnormal readings. So pretty much as soon as they entered the basement, this the EMF detectors started going off. Um, and for those that don't know, EMF detectors measure electromagnetic frequencies. So... Uh, a lot of people believe that ghosts and spirits emit electromagnetic fields so they can be picked up by these EMF detectors to see, oh, there's something here that probably isn't just the electricity. Aaron, you're begging the question. Obviously, you have a... I'm begging. <laughs> you have a very strong background. Please ask the question. <laughs> In electricity, yeah. you know, and yeah. engineering electricity what you yep. know separate from what you hear about emf readers and all that and go stuff what is your instinct like as a, as a student of that tell you like does, does that make any sense at all like ghosts and electricity and being able to detect that with devices such as that like what's your honest opinion now so i'll be honest they didn't really teach us about ghosts <laughs> in <laughs> any of our ecse courses um Really? But Damn, they gotta update, what I'll say they gotta is update this. the curriculum. Yeah, come on. Yeah. So like a lot of a lot of the buildings, even like these older buildings, unless there's like a glaring problem of insulation issues, which would probably get picked up. Um, you know, you've got all these, you know, wires and stuff emitting a faint electric electromagnetic field. And supposedly, you know, these EMF detectors could be tuned to the point where they'll similar to like audio processing where you can you know kind of filter out the the small little bits of noise you can filter out the small little bits of emf noise so you can just kind of pick up anything big is assuming i'm assuming how these things would work um so with that being said if it picks up something large enough and there's no clear source like obviously if you're like right next to like you know a generator Okay, there's probably going to be a big yeah. EMF. Um, but if they're just like in the middle of a room or like they walk from the top of the stairs to the basement, begs the question, why is that happening? So I think personally, or I'd like to believe that there is something there that we can't see that is causing these EMF readings because there's not just like some random electricity just chilling in the middle of the room. Well, there you go, folks. An electrical engineer has weighed in the matter and has stamped EMF readers with his uh, his stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah. So w with very limited knowledge of how they work, I agree. 
They are certified 100% working. Bonafide. Um, <laughs> the real deal. And uh, <laughs> next up on the, the list of evidence in this investigation is uh, Nick's favorite ghost oh, orbs. So pretty much everyone, you know, brought a camera. I don't think phones, you know, really had cameras at that point, but they brought cameras and took pictures of the room and it was very full of energy and there were many ghost orbs that had appeared in everyone's pictures. <laughs> what what does that mean? Very full of energy. You know, if there's a lot of spirits, um, typically you can pick up on the energy of these spirits with a camera, you know, something that we can't see with our own eyes, but with a camera that can see a little bit more than the visible light spectrum. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, you, you take you take a picture and you see something that, you know, has energy yeah. but isn't visible. Man, ghost orbs are just one thing I cannot. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that's a it's I feel like there's so many things that can happen like with the lens of a camera, especially like pictures. Like, in a snapshot, like, anything, any matter of things can be flying through there. It's like, we can't really see dust. I'm not saying a ghost orb is dust, necessarily, but there, it's like, it, I just don't, there's so many things that can go across a camera while you're recording that it could be anything. Yeah, like a ghost. This, 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 this maybe. This yeah. is the one time. And I am, I'm a believer in ghosts. This is the one, like, one of the things outside of, like, audio stuff. Yeah. Um, Where it's, like, I, audio I can get by in a little bit. Ghost orbs is... Not convincing. I, it needs to be, nah, it needs to be very, very convincing for me to, yeah. like, even be swayed on that. It needs that. to look like the ghost. Like, yeah, apparition, like, partial apparitions in full body, if they actually look in some kind of humanoid shape, that's fine. I don't think like a ball is going to. Yeah, it could just be a piece yeah, of. I don't think that's really you know indicative that there's a spirit there. Yeah. So, um, you guys seem to be predicting everything that I'm going to talk <laughs> about. So, um, audio. Um, they brought a tape recorder, mm-hmm. obviously, because they came prepared. Um, so they asked some general questions about like the spirits in the room, and one of the most significant questions was one of the students had asked. How many spirits are in the room with us? Um, and supposedly they heard on the audio that there are 80. Oh. In one room? Yeah. It's a party. Granted, it's a hospital. True. But, you know, so a lot of spirits could have died and lingered. So Damn, one room, know, that's a lot. Maybe it's not just Nurse Betsy, but um, yeah, it's uh, that was pretty glaring. Uh, now. Audio can be easily misinterpreted of like, oh, we heard 80, but really it's just like static that sounds like 80. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a similar vein, uh, the investigators used Edison's telephone to the dead, also known as Frank's Box. So, Frank, I bet you didn't even know that you were named after you, Frank's didn't you Box. Mention, you mentioned this to me, right? And I was like, no idea. Yes, I did. I think I'd heard. Yeah, yeah. what is this? So, pretty much. Uh, it scans various frequencies and tries to pick up on paranormal noises. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember from Phasmophobia, but I think there was um, the spirit yeah. box. Oh, yeah. 
where it would just scan all the different frequencies and if you ask it a question and you hear something back, you know, it's the ghost talking to you. So again, questions were asked, like how many people are in the room? Now this time they didn't get 80. They got instead a few different answers. They got two, nine, can't trust six. them. Can't trust the spirits. You don't know if they're French or not. I know. So true. Good point. Yeah, they were Irish. That's true. Can't trust the Irish. No, As an Italian, I can say you can't trust um, the Irish. It's true. All right. Okay. Um, we can start a war here. So, uh, one of the theories of okay, well, this obviously isn't eighty. So what's up? Uh, Moon, I, Christopher Moon had explained that um, the spirits could have varying energy levels. So like you know they may inhabit different. Like, they may have more energy than other spirits, or they may not be able to pick up on the energies of other spirits. Just as, like, you know, we're full of energy and stuff, but we can't pick up on spirits around us. So, um, one of the theories is that, you know, there's several ghosts, but they're not aware that there's that many ghosts, you know? Uh, okay. Okay. So, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. Fair I know enough. some of this evidence is a bit of a Not stretch, a but theory. you know I'm just presenting it as it is. If you choose to believe it, that's on you. Um, and another interesting question they had asked, um, students asked, you know, what about Nurse Betsy? Like they wanted to know about Nurse Betsy, and uh, in reply they got Frank knows. What? Frank? So, uh, is most likely in reference to Frank's box. That's but, what they were um, using. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they were using Edison's telephone to the dead, aka Frank's box. And it box. said Frank knows. Yes. So that means nothing. Stupid ghost is not given an answer. True. Or maybe there is a ghost named Frank there that, you know, like presumably there could have been a Frank that died at the hospital. I think it's an Irish name too. Right? Um, but yeah. Name? I mean, you're gonna be a ghost Frank at some know. point. No, nah, I'm never dying. Yeah, probably. Oh my bad. We can make a ghost, Frank. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. For legal um, reasons, this is a joke. For legal reasons, that's a joke. Um, in Minecraft, <laughs> of course. All right. All right. Um, and, you know, the last bit of evidence I'll talk about for this investigation in particular, because this was a pretty prominent one, was um, they asked the spirit, you know, hey, make a noise or, you know, um, you know, pluck a string. Or like play a note on the piano um and as they did so they had heard a music note play and the spirit asked if it was okay oh. so it seems that either the evidence is really really supporting the theory or the ghost is actually just playing along intro that what so i've never heard a ghost ask a question back yeah that's weird so very interesting stuff there. Um, that was probably the largest amount of like physical evidence that we mm -hmm. have. Um, the rest is pretty much stories and legend. Uh, there was an interesting podcast that I had listened to called Listen with the Lights On. That's a good um, name. It, they, yeah, I know. We got Wednesday at 9 p.m. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's a lot but better. back in <laughs> a little bit more recent than other things is a uh, 2016 
the hosts of this podcast met with a previous first-year experience person from RPI, uh, and Albany lore expert, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Maev uh, McKenny. Interesting. Um, and pretty much in the podcast, they mentioned that um, one of the main things that caught my eye, because obviously they talked about everything that we've previously yeah. talked about, but one thing that they had mentioned that no one else had mentioned was that they had talked with someone that had worked on campus and asked about their experience with work, uh, Nurse Betsy. Um, and supposedly this person and their son had uh, interesting stories to say. So one day at West Hall, this faculty member uh, and their son were there, and the son was just oddly staring at a wall. Similar to how, Frank, you mentioned the, the little girl just looking at the men's room yeah. and trying to go in. Um, and the father had asked the son, you know, hey, what, what's wrong? You know, there's nothing over there. Uh, and the son had said that he had seen a figure of a man approaching him uh, and was a bit freaked out, to say the least, as the figure moved closer to Yikes. him. Um, so... The figure was probably one of the patients, probably not Nurse Betsy. Betsy would be a very uh, feminine name for a, a guy back True. then. But uh, uh, so yeah, probably one of the psychiatric patients there, if there were any. Um, but that's not where it no. ends. So the faculty member had said, you know, at a later date and time that. He had seen the figure of a woman nurse when he was in the basement one night. Hmm. Um, and supposedly he had even shown the first year experience member, like one of the people they had interviewed for the podcast, uh, that uh, he had shown them a picture he had of Nurse Betsy. What? Now, I don't know if this is, well, I, I am not sure if this is a picture of Nurse Betsy or if this was a picture of the yeah. apparition he had seen. But um, he had, he had claimed that you know this is who I saw, so, uh, yeah, I'm not uh, it's quite lost of time. Yeah, I haven't you know I tried scouring the internet to see you know pictures of yeah. Nurse Betsy or whatever, and nothing popped oh, man. up. So you know, if it you know this is a third or fourth hand yeah. story, so you know, believe what you want, but to actually have a picture of the person in question or the apparition in question pretty interesting that is that yeah, is really weird so and uh, so very yeah. modern it's only what well now seven years ago but still. wow that's that's yeah. weird that's seven years ago yeah yeah so uh that's pretty much all i have about nurse betsy um so obviously things not quite a adding up with the story, but it seems to me that there's definitely something supernatural in Westall. I agree. We should go there, do our own investigation, and report back for a later episode. So, yeah, in interesting stuff all throughout campus. There are other stories about, like, not as famous as Nurse Betsy per se, but there's other stories, I think. Uh, there is one about again west hall um where the basically not to extend this story because it's you know it's hearsay and like oh a little addendum to what we're talking about but um basically 
um, people were, you know, working in their, you know, lab or whatever, like their personal room. I, the words are escaping me right now, but um, pretty much um, the room got very hot. And so people figured, okay, you know, time to turn down the heat and make sure things are working okay. Uh, and they they fixed it, and then eventually the room got hot again. And, you know, nobody had been, like, in or out of the building um, at the time, supposedly. So it could have been someone playing a prank, mm -hmm. maybe. But um, very weird to have a room get very hot and cool down, and then, you know, like, after it's fixed, and then get very hot again. Like, it may just be that we're a almost 200-year-old institution <laughs> That hasn't updated in two hundred mm. years. No, but you but, hear that uh, a lot. Some weird going on fluctuations is like very, very common, right? Signs of haunting. Usually, though, it's, it's getting cold, though. right? Yeah, which is interesting. But yeah, if they can make it cold. Well, I'm sure they can make it hot. Yeah. Um, there's some other stories. Sage Labs is another uh place that for things. Um. So, you know, there's a, some stories that, according to alumni, there was a spill in Stage Lab that caused it to temporarily shut down. Um, and allegedly, a woman had come into contact with the spill and contracted a disease that eventually had killed her. Um, and, you know, there, that sparks its own questions and own stories. But, you know, there were reports of a professor yes. seeing a woman staring at him while he was doing paperwork oh. in Sage Lab, mm. which uh, like, oh, you know, I don't like that. If nobody's actually there, you know, gives you the heebie-jeebies. Um, and another interesting story is that uh, one woman received an eerie voicemail on October thirteenth at ten thirteen p.m. with thirteen seconds. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> Whoa. 10 13 13 on 10 13 that's crazy very weird uh and so she you know reacted and she's like okay well i'm gonna call pub safe um, Wait, they have a record well they have a record of all calls going in and out of campus oh well, this was so, like in someone's you know, she's office like, okay she was like scared was it like a threatening yeah. voice call yeah well she would, or well it, all it says is an eerie voicemail so you know supposedly you know something weird. I believe yeah. the podcast had mentioned what she what she had actually heard, but um, very weird and creeped her out enough where you know she felt the need to call pub safe. Um, so she's like, "Oh, can you let me know who called me? Because I don't have a number." Um, and pub safe is like, "Oh, we're sorry, but there was no record of this call." Classic at mm -hmm. that time. So. Some weird goings on on campus, um, but I think the most significant is of Nurse Betsy and West Hall. For sure. So, Very interesting. Um, do you guys have any parting comments, questions, concerns about the story of Nurse Betsy? I think that it's important that these stories get passed down through the generations of classes. I think you're right that during COVID, a lot of that was lost. There, you know, we know firsthand of a couple of traditions that were lost. So whether or not there is a nurse Betsy, whether or not there are ghosts of West Hall, I think it's important that students believe there are. You know, so that when they're suffering in West Hall, at least they can think about something else and be scared as well, and not just suffer. 
Um, I don't know which I'd rather be. Yeah, I'd rather be a mix of anything to, to distract me. So I think there's definitely bad energy in West Hall. And personally, um, I think that building's probably going to slide down the hill into downtown no, Troy MPAC. with MPAC, that building, anytime now. So good to get these stories I mean, out we, while we can, while the building is uh, around. When we went to West Hall and did that whole like movie night in the auditorium, I did, we I don't think we had any problems. We did a little like before we got settled into like watching the auditorium. We did like a little like lap around, and walked around. So I mean, not obviously there is some weird stuff that happened there, but none of us experienced anything there when we were there for what? So like, but were we in the basement? No, second like, is, floor. Is that floor the no, basement? No, that's the second floor. Maybe yeah. the first. But yeah, I've been I've been to yeah, the basement, think... but yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was during the yeah. day. I think we were. At yeah, the I I don't think we ever went down there at night. It was creepy. During yeah, the day. yeah, I would have to agree. I wonder if there's anyone that we know, or anyone we know that knows someone that has, that have had those experiences, right? I don't think that's something that's talked a lot about at RPI. Like, you know, you ask the Doubtful. you pull the random RPI student off the off campus and say, "Have you heard any ghost stories or whatever?" They're probably gonna be like, "I'm busy studying for data structures. Shut up. Leave me alone." Ghosts aren't real. <laughs> so I'd be curious because, you know, Sad but true. generally people always know someone who has experiences like this. So I bet, I bet you there are people that we know that either have had weird things happen to them in any of the buildings, maybe West Hall on campus, or know stories of people who've had them firsthand, but, you know, just generally don't talk about them. Yeah. We can ask our old roommate, Cosmos. Yeah, we could, we could also ask some professors because they probably have a little bit more experience than the four years that most students yeah. have. I do know, like years. you said, art, like the art department, West Hall hat is like, you know, like the, where the art professors go, like, you know, in Sage, that's where the economics professors are in JEC. A lot of the engineers are there. And then yeah. West Hall is kind of not like it, Haas. Yes. But more particularly the arts department. And like all the music and stuff like that. There are plenty of practice rooms there for music, so which is more emotional too. So yeah, that's that's my take at least. Yeah. I think there definitely is more than we think, and more people have had have had experiences than we think. And so I think that's really cool. Those are some really interesting stories. And I'm happy that yeah. even though you guys are still students, but I'm out. I'm always happy to hear, you know, a little bit more about that's sort of the non-academic stuff about RPI because it is an institution with 200 almost years One of history. Year. Wow. 200. Yeah. Nick, any parting comments? Weird stuff is, has definitely happened there. Is everything necessarily a ghost? Maybe not. But I think enough, there are enough stories and if it got the attention of Ed and Lorraine Warren for whatever reason, I don't know why they were there, but that is... Uh, you know, in the paranormal world, pretty significant. So, yeah, I'd say it's uh, some interesting things happening down over in West Hall. Yeah, I've given you guys the facts. The listeners at home interpret this as you will, but I, for one, believe Nurse Betsy is up to something in West Hall. And I, to be honest, I just hope it's good. So, thank you all for listening, and uh, feel free to explore West Hall if you ever have the chance. Especially if you're not a student. Just walk in. There's no problem. Okay. No, don't, don't do that. 
If you're ever on RPI campus and you're a student and have access to the building, feel free to give it a look. At night. At 9 p.m. At 3 a.m. On a Wednesday. With my box. Board. On October 13th. In the cemetery. At 10.13. With a full moon. At the witching hour. With full moon. On Friday the 13th. On Good Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's... <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next time where we'll have, I believe, Nick. Will you be telling a story yes, next Yes, a lot of stories. It's going to be a bit of a different vibe from the last two episodes. Great. Well, I look forward to it, and I hope that uh, there's stories with many different <laughs> perspectives. <laughs> nice callback. That's all for tonight. Check out the show notes and all references used via the link in the description. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Seventy-one, seventy-two, seventy-nine, eighty-three, eighty-four, thirty-two, seventy-seven, sixty-five, seventy-four, seventy-nine, eighty-two.